Well, good morning. It is Monday, June 12, 2023. Monday, June 12, 2023. Slava Ukraine. Heroium Slava. <clears throat> PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Have I said how much I appreciate you? By the way, we had a Friday flaming bag of crap uh, left on your doorstep. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but yeah, I really appreciate you. Uh, if you can, please bring someone along with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Yep. So let's start with uh, uh, the war in Ukraine. An Iranian drone was downed recently in Ukraine, and the West got hold of it. What they found was Chinese-made parts. As the investigation continues, we will find out more maybe in the next week. It doesn't look good for China. Uh, Pakistan has started receiving Russian crude oil. Prime Minister uh, Shabazz Sharif says Pakistan's first shipment has arrived in Karachi, Sharif uh, tweeted, I have fulfilled another of my promises to the nation. Glad to announce that the first Russian discounted crude oil cargo has arrived in Karachi. We are moving one step at a time towards prosperity, economic growth, and energy security and affordability. This is the first ever Russian oil cargo to Pakistan and the beginning of a new relationship between Pakistan and the Russian Federation. And I'm sure the West will have something to say about that. Russia's defense ministry says, remember, Pakistan is a nuclear power as well. Russia's defense ministry, ministry says it repelled attacks by Russian, excuse me, by Ukrainian Forces in the Donetsk and Zaporizhia regions, Zaporizhia region, uh, Moscow added its forces launched a strike on Ukrainian army reserve locations using long-range precision weaponry launched from the sea. Now, I will say that um, uh, Ukraine has lost a lot of their armored vehicles. They lost like a dozen of them or something. So it. it Uh, Though they have made advances, it has come at a heavy cost. Uh, Ukraine's governor of Donetsk, Pavlo Kirilenko, says two people have been injured in Avdivka in an airstrike on a residential building. Uh, Kirilenko said on Telegram, the Russians are erasing another Ukrainian city from the face of the earth, despite the people who still remain in it. We are making maximum efforts to save people from mortal danger. Uh, Kirilenko said that the attack hit the House of Culture and a high-rise residential building. Uh, Ukraine says its troops have recaptured a fourth village, uh, Storozhiv, uh, in a cluster of settlements in the southeast. A day after reporting the first small gain of its counteroffensive yesterday, it said its forces liberated three villages, uh, Blahodotny, Neskuchny, and Makarivka, uh, which lie on the edge of Donetsk region next to the Zaporizhia region. Some uh, Russian military bloggers said fighting for Makarivka was still raging, but confirmed Ukrainian forces had taken Blahodatny and Neskuchny. Uh, Kiev has enforced strict operational silence to avoid com- 
compromising operations. Uh, a day after Yevgeny Prigozhin, the chief of Wa- Russia's Wagner group of private mercenaries, he refused to sign a contract to wage the Kremlin's <clears throat> offensive near the town of Marlinka in the Donetsk region of eastern Ukraine. Uh, the day after that, after he refused to sign, Russia's defense ministry has signed a contract with the Akhmat group of Chechen special forces, which is a paramilitary group. And from what I understand, the Chechens are pretty bad. Uh, the deal, they're not like the Chechens in the TV show Barry. They're a little bit, they're much worse. Uh, the deal, the deals are part of the new Russian law aimed at controlling private armies fighting on Moscow's behalf in Ukraine. The reason Wagner did not agree, the reason Prigozhin did not agree, was because the order requires all volunteer units to sign contracts by July 1st, bringing them under the control of the country's defense minister, Sergei Shogu. And you know Prigozhin doesn't like Sergei Shogu running the show because Shogu, do- Shogu doesn't know how to run the show. Um, basically, uh, the Kremlin would seize private forces. Uh, over the weekend, Prigozhin said his units will not sign any contracts with Shogu. Prigozhin said Shogu can't, can't properly control military formations. Short one today in in, uh, uh, in uh, Ukraine, right? Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the world. And let's start with, oh man, that big news last last week. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start with something else. We'll start with China first. Uh, well, not China, the United States. And spurred by something China is doing. Uh, the United Nations Cultural and Scientific Agency, that's UNESCO for you, and, uh, you people who don't know, has announced that the U.S. plans to rejoin and pay more than $600 million in back dues. What's prompting this sudden change? U.S. officials say the decision to return was motivated by concerns that China is filling the gap left by the U.S. in UNESCO policymaking, notably in setting standards for artificial intelligence and technology education around the world. The proposed plan to rejoin in 2023 would be submitted to the General Conference of UNESCO member states for final approval. China has said they don't mind if the U.S. joins UNESCO. Uh, The U.S. had left UNESCO a decade ago because of a dispute sparked by the organization's move to include Palestine as a member. You see how Israel screwed us again. We got to stop supporting Israel. Moving on. Uh, You know what? Coffee to cleanse the palate. There are several right-wing attorneys, but few are as far-right as Bill Barr, former attorney general to Donald Trump. He was a guest on Fox News on Sunday, and he said it out loud. Barr said the contents of the Trump indictment were, quote, very, very damning. And, quote, even uh, if even half of it is true, then he's toast, end quote. The indictment unsealed Friday included 38 counts against Trump and former aide Walt Nauta, 
30, okay, it's 38 counts. 31 are basically the same thing. Thirty-one are for each of the documents. Thirty-one against Trump for withholding national defense information. Five against both, uh, both of them, him and Nauta, for hiding their possession of classified documents, and one each for lying to the FBI. Just so you know, you can't lie to the FBI. That's the one First Amendment violation that is illegal. You, uh, you should be allowed to lie to the FBI, but you can't. Of course, in speeches over the weekend, Trump was defiant, to say the least. In two speeches at Republican state conventions in Georgia and North Carolina on Saturday, he called the charges baseless and ridiculous. In Georgia, Trump said they've launched one witch hunt after another to try and stop our movement to thwart the will of the American people. Uh, But Barr disagreed. He said, yes, he's been a victim in the past. Yes, his adversaries have obsessively pursued him with phony claims, and I've been at his side defending against them when he is a victim. But this is much different. He's not a victim here. He's not a victim. Trump literally talked. This is me speaking, not Barr. Trump literally talked to people who did not have top secret clearance about top secret documents. He literally did that. We don't know who these people are. I mean, we know who they are, but we don't know their background. Their top secret background, their their background that needs to be investigated, right? That's espionage. Barr added that the former president was totally wrong that he had the right to have those documents. Those documents are among the most sensitive secrets that the country has. They have to be in the custody of the archivist. He had no right to maintain them and retain them. And he kept them in a way at Mar-a-Lago that anyone who really cares about national security, their stomach would turn at it. And, and quite simply, if, you see, if you've seen the pictures, I kept them in a ballroom, a public ballroom. I piled up on the stage. He kept them in a bathroom, right? And, and let me just say, I feel for the guys that had to thumb through those documents in the bathroom because you don't know what what the hands that touched them touched just before. (laughs) It is quite possible Trump will have to surrender his passport. This is quite possible. He was asked if he would stay in the race if convicted. Oh, first he said uh, in an interview Saturday on the campaign plane, He said he would plead not guilty. He was asked if he would stay in the race if convicted. He said he'd never leave. So if Republicans pick someone else to run, would he start a third party run? That would be so cool. I hope so. The criminal trial will end up being right in the middle of the election cycle. And speaking of the election, I think you should listen to Donald Trump as to whether you should vote for Donald Trump. On September 6, 2020, I'm sorry, 2016, September 6, 2016, he said, we can't 
Have someone in the Oval Office who doesn't understand the meaning of the word confidential or classified. He literally said that. He was referring to uh, Hillary Clinton, which, by the way, was investigated and nothing was found that was wrong. Um, Those words by Trump are actually in the indictment. Just to show that he knows how serious top secret and classified means. Moving on. Oh, uh, not moving too far, though. Speaking of Trump attorneys, William Barr was, was you know, his, his uh, attorney general. But st- speaking of Trump attorneys, you know the ship's sinking if the rats are leaving. Two lawyers who represented Donald Trump in the months before he was indicted on federal charges over his handling of classified documents quit working for him Friday morning. The attorneys, Jim Trusty and John Rowley, uh, did not explain in detail why they had resigned other than to stay in a joint statement, uh, to uh, say in a joint statement that this is a logical moment to do so given his indictment. Uh, Trustee and Rowley also said they will no longer represent Trump in pending federal criminal probe into his efforts to overturn his loss in the 2020 election to President uh, Biden. Uh, In other words, abandon ship! Abandon ship! And let's not forget, they're probably pretty angry because Trump used his lawyers illegally. Wow. Uh, So, moving on. Remember, we said it was coming a couple of weeks ago after Republicans claimed they wanted to make cuts to the poor and middle class because we had to be fiscally responsible. You and I talked about how Republicans were planning to cut taxes for the rich, which would raise the deficit more. This has never been about fiscal responsibility, as Republicans claim. It's about making money, taking money from the poor and redistributing it to the wealthy. The anti-Robin Hood agenda. Steal from the poor and give to the rich. This was your Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep after threatening to force the government into default over the debt ceiling in exchange for making cuts to the poor, Republican lawmakers Friday introduced new tax cuts that could add at least $21 billion to the federal debt over the next decade. Three new GOP-backed bills would cut taxes for large companies, small businesses, and individual families while reducing clean energy tax incentives to pay for it. The cuts come in the American Families and Jobs Act introduced Friday by the Ways and Means Committee leader, Representative Jason T. Smith from Montana. The uh, the act is compromised, uh, excuse me, is comprised of three different bills. Uh, You know, they always introduce many true names for bills. Um, The American Families and Jobs Act Does it have anything to do with families and jobs? No, it doesn't. (laughs) If you don't know what mini true is, for fuck's sake, go read the book 1984 and don't ask me. Uh, The bill would reinstate corporate tax breaks 
related to spending on interest equipment and research for a limited time. It would also roll back some provisions of the Inflation Reduction Act by limiting limiting tax credits for electric vehicles, barring taxpayers from using those credits for used vehicles, uh, ending tax credits for incentivizing clean energy production and investments. A big gift for the oil industry. Gee, what a surprise. And it would repeal a tax on toxic chemical waste sites. A big deal for uh, uh, the chemical big uh, uh, and big agra. So while you have been hiding inside all week in New York and half of the East Coast because of wildfires caused by global warming, dumping tons of smoke into the atmosphere while you were hiding last week, Uh, Because of that, Republicans want to cut aid that would cut global warming. The second and third bills would increase deductions for families making less than $400,000 over the next two years and get rid of a requirement that taxpayers report Venmo or similar transactions over $600, a measure aimed at small businesses. I would be okay with the last two bills. I'd have to wait for the other shoe to drop because you know how stuff is hidden in there and there's alternative reasoning for certain things. There's no way I'd take them at face value from the two faces of the Republican Party. At at least two, (laughs) really. Uh, Moving on. Uh, To, wow, go New York. Uh, uh, Taking the lead instead of California, on the environment Friday, New York state passed legislation restricting neonicotinoid pesticides. Uh, we can call them neonics, uh, uh, that are toxic to bees and other pollinators and wildlife. The birds and bees protection act would eliminate, eliminate 80 to 90% of neonics used in New York each year by banning applications that are e- uh, either easily replaceable or do not give an economic boost to farmers. The bill passed the New York State Senate on Wednesday and the New York State Assembly on Friday and now goes to Governor Kathy Hochul for signature. Of course, she will sign it. It bans the use of neonics to coat corn, soybeans, and wheat seeds, as well as for lawns and gardens. If you're wondering why, you're wondering why. Well, this isn't really the reason, but it's because the human population has been a Petri dish for big agra long enough. Neonics are a class of pesticides that work by attacking the nervous system of insect pests, uh, uh, insects, pests, as the Na- uh, Natural Resources Defense Council explains, a lethal dose will cause paralysis and death with non-lethal uh, effects, including memory, uh, n- uh, non-lethal uh, effects, including memory, immune, navigation, and fertility problems. Yes, insects are just a class of animals, just like humans, except we can live 100 times longer, allowing neo, uh, neonics levels to rise. They harm the development of birds and mammals, and studies have linked ingredients of uh, neonics, insecticides, with adverse human health outcomes as well. But the greater concern now is that neonics don't just harm target uh, species, but also 
beneficial insects like bees and butterflies. They are one of the deadliest pesticides out there, and they are also the leading insecticide used in the United States. Uh, this is a problem because about 95% uh, of neonics used to coat seeds don't enter the plant at all, but instead spread into the environment via the soil where they do not break down easily. The legislation was uh, based in part on a Corn, uh, Cornell University study that found that most neonic use in New York did not actually provide an economic benefit or could easily be swapped out for a safer alternative. You want to know a safer alternative? Garlic! Spray garlic on your plants. You just have to do it more often. But bugs don't like garlic. They really don't. <laughs> uh, today, in Montana, a court case begins. A climate change trial in Montana's capital city involving 16 youth residents who uh, uh, alleged state officials violated their constitutional rights to a healthy environment. Filed in March 2020, the lawsuit, held, uh, which is held versus Montana, will mark the first ever constitutional climate trial in U.S. history. It sounds like it's based on the 14th Amendment, which prohibits uh, the state's from depriving any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Shortening one's life through pollution would deprive some uh, someone of, of life, right? I haven't read it, but that's one of my guesses. But there is more. The state's constitution has, since 1972, guaranteed that the state and each person shall maintain and improve a clean and healthful environment in Montana for present and future generations. By propping up fossil fuels, the plaintiffs argue the state has failed to uphold this responsibility. Grace Gibson Snyder, a 19-year-old plaintiff, said... We're asking the government and the courts to do their job and protect us, along with the rest of Montana's citizens and our incredible home state. This case is one big opportunity for the state to become a leader in preserving a safe, beautiful, and prosperous future for Montana. I'm thrilled about this unique opportunity to lay out the whole story of how the government pro promotes fossil fuel development, how those policies exacerbate climate change, and how... That, in turn, harms me and the other youth plaintiffs. Very well said. I didn't even read it as well as she said it. Uh, moving on. Hey, are you from the East Coast? If you are, you have driven along the I-95 corridor. I know I have. Uh, when I lived in D.C. area, that was almost part of my daily routine. If you're driving to New York from D.C. or the other way, you may want to consider getting, getting on a plane. A tanker truck fire caused a raised portion of Interstate 95 to collapse in northeastern Philadelphia yesterday, indefinitely blocking one of the nation's busiest highways and threatening the Delaware River with an oil spill. The crash was under the northbound ramp around 6.15 a.m. Eastern time. The fire then caused the northbound lanes above it to collapse and compromised the south by southbound lanes. There have been no injuries reported at this time. However, they have not gone through all the rubble, and they believe that there may be a car or two trapped underneath. Uh, Philadelphia Managing Director 
Tumar Alexander said I-95 will be impacted for a long time. For a long time, he repeated it. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro said he just Shapiro said he would declare an emergency today so the state could access federal money for repairs. He said this is a major thoroughfare for trucking, so goods traveling up and down the coast will be affected. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre tweeted. The president has been briefed on the collapse and White House officials have been in contact with Governor Shapiro and Mayor Kennedy, uh, Kenny's office to offer assistance. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg tweeted, this is a major artery for people and goods and the closure will have significant impacts on the city and region until reconstruction and recovery are complete. Our department will be there with support throughout the process of I-95 returning to normal. So it's going to be a long time. And they had to close about, uh, uh, what is it, uh, like three miles of, of sections? Three or six miles of sections? Because, you know, ra- off-ramps are a, a, a few miles apart usually, right? So they had to uh, close uh, quite a bit of the section. That means a lot of traffic is on side streets over there. Oh, man. Moving on. The Republican Party must be tearing what's left of their hair out. George Soros, the bane of the Republican Party, has decided to retire. Don't be confused. Republicans like that part. What they don't like is that Soros has handed over the running of his $25 billion financial and charitable empire to his son, Alex, who is only 37 and could continue to work towards democracy for the next 50 years. And if you think his son could be different, then you might be right. He's even more progressive. Soros said his son has earned it. High praise from the billionaire, Alex. Soros is a history graduate, is the second youngest of five children. Yes, those who really know history are more likely to be progressive. Alex took over at the Open Society Foundation, the OSF, as chairman in December and is also in charge of his father's super PAC, a U.S. mechanism to direct funds to political parties. While they broadly share the same political views, He told the Wall Street Journal that he is more political than his father and that he would campaign against Donald Trump's attempt to run for a second term as U.S. president. Alex Soros said, as much as I would love to get money out of politics, as long as the other side is doing it, we will have to do it, too. He said the Open Society Foundation would pursue the same aims it had under uh, under his father, including free speech criminal justice reform, minority and refugee rights, and backing liberal politicians. But he also wants to include voting rights, abortion, and gender equity initiatives while pursuing a more domestic U.S.-focused agenda. He's on top of it, and the Republicans don't like it. So, hey, did you uh, find any other Friday uh, flaming bags of crap besides Tax cuts to the rich. Anyway, you, I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Uh, just Google it or something, whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, 28 minutes. Uh, 29 minutes. 29 minutes. Uh, yeah, not so bad. 
Uh, but that's it. Thanks for listening. Monday, June 12th, 2023. Monday, June 12th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much for coming every day. Thank you. I really do. I, I, I can't tell you how much. Uh, bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, you can tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. Maybe you want to send me a story. Maybe you just want to say hi. Hey, how you doing? Maybe you want to argue with me. Maybe you want to sick your sick friends after me to argue. That's fine, too. I love to argue. But remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.